Welcome to the Powerlifting Podcast. The podcast where we interview top experts, coaches, lifters, and interesting people involved in the sport of powerlifting. With your host, Robert King. Robert is an international lifter and coach. Ladies and gentlemen, the bar is loaded! Hello, strong friends, and welcome to the Powerlifting Podcast. This episode of the podcast brought to you by BigBenches.com. If you want the best information and knowledge on bench pressing, you can't go wrong with checking out BigBenches.com. Coach Ben is a good friend of mine. He's created an incredible uh, knowledge base of just information and training that's just going to blow your bench up. He is also one of the nicest guys you could ever talk to. He's helped me a ton of times with my bench press, and I highly recommend you check him out. You can go to his website at bigbenches.com and also search for him on Instagram and Facebook. His Instagram page is fantastic. As well, this episode of the Powerlifting Podcast is brought to you by strongarmsports.com. Strongarm Sports is your home for everything powerlifting related. If you need barbells, if you need plates, if you need equipment, if you need gear, you need to check out strongarmsports.com. Uh, Mike is a friend of mine. He's been involved in the powerlifting community and the CPU for many, many, many years. He runs a great business. He's a great guy. He's very helpful. You can't go wrong with checking out his stuff. And I've ordered a ton of his equipment from my gym, and it is fantastic. The strong arm line is something he's created. He carries that line along with a whole bunch of other top lines. Great guy, great quality equipment. Can't go wrong. Check it out at strongarmsports.com. And last but not least, this episode is brought to you by womenwhopowerlift.com. Womenwhopowerlift.com is a free group for all women who are interested in powerlifting, who compete, who may want to compete. But anybody who is into powerlifting, and if you are a woman that loves lifting heavy weights, then this is a great place for you to go check it out. You just go to womenwhopowerlift.com and you can join and get started and chat with women all over the world who love powerlifting. Hello, strong friends. Welcome to episode number four of the Powerlifting Podcast. In this episode, I get to sit down and talk to Coach Ben from BigBenches.com, a.k.a. Nick. Uh, Big Ben, he is an expert when it comes to bench press and all things bench press related. He is a competitive powerlifter and also a high-level experienced coach with a specialty in bench pressing. If you want to learn about bench pressing, improving your technique, uh, getting stronger, building a bigger bench, you can't go wrong with checking out BigBenches.com. In this episode, we talk about his competing, his coaching, his experiences, and we just have an overall great time. He's a great guy, and I hope you enjoy it. If you do enjoy, please like, comment, share, and all of that stuff. And uh, thanks for listening. Cheers. You good? How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Rob? Doing great, man. Yeah, man. Happy to have you. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome, strong friends, to this episode of the Powerlifting Podcast. On this episode, we have uh, the man with the coolest beard, uh, Coach <laughs> Ben from BigBenches.com. I, I tried to grow my beard out a little bit trying to keep up with you, but it just wasn't happening today. So yeah. how you doing, man? It gets annoying sometimes. You know, it's hard to, hard to eat anything without a falling <laughs> under your beard and so, coming out rice and shit. Before we get to anything, you, you got you to do me a really small favor. You got to do me your intro. Every time you do a video and stuff. You uh, okay. Do, All right. You got to do the intro. There we go. 
Ben here, bigbenches.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, yeah, people love the intro, the outro. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, one of my clients says, you know, Alyssa trains at our gym. Yeah, Alyssa, every time she comes in, she's always doing that intro. So every time she does it, it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. So it's fantastic. Uh, one Halloween, um, there's a couple videos that I saw. People that dressed up, me had a beard, stuffed a pillow under their belly, and uh, they were doing the, the bigbenches.com thing. It's still on my page. I got to look back at it. That was so funny, though. That's some good ideas then for Halloween coming up, man. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's kind of start, you know, where we are right now, and then we'll kind of jump around. How are how are you doing right now with the coronavirus thing going on, with the lockdown going on? Uh, we talked about this a little a little bit before we jumped on, but how how are you doing now? How's your training going right now? How are things? Uh, so I mean, it was all kind of like a big surprise how it just took off because at first the Arnold got canceled, and that was that was like a. I was like, what's going on? And um, I had a guy competing down at the Arnold. We were supposed to go down. And um, luckily, they, they let lifters compete still. But since then, it was like, what's this going to turn into? And then you just start seeing everything shut down. Uh, but luckily for me, all my coaching's online. So I'm still doing that. And, you know, while the majority of my lifters have been pretty heavily affected, some have home gyms and, and still get their workouts in. And, we're doing a lot of uh, body weight stuff now. So from the coaching side of things, not too much different. Um, you know, just not going to Starbucks in the morning and hanging out for hours at a time. Just kind of at home trying to uh, create a little office space where I come into the gym or go up to upstairs office. But um, nothing changed too much on the coaching side of things besides just uh, trying to come up with new ways to get content out there and just communicate better with the team and um, just trying to uh, – you know, make do a bad situation. And from training side of things, um, like we were talking about a little bit, uh, I'm, I'm limited in some capacity because once you work up to the weight I'm getting at now, it's like you need at least three, four people to help with a session and multiply lifting in general. If you go that route, you know, you just, you need the people to, uh, to help you out there, whether it's getting equipment on and getting a lift off on the bench. So, that's been the one thing I'm limited on. You know, I'm blessed to have the space I have and to be able to do some training um, and continue to stay strong. But in terms of getting ready for a meet, I mean, it's it's all up in the air right now. Yeah, it's hard times for sure. Let's let's first of all, I mean, I'm sure anybody who's tuning in is probably going to know you, um, or they're hopefully going to follow this podcast. So before we get into like the the juicy stuff, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your business and what it is that you do? Yeah, so uh, I pretty much do predominantly online coaching through my brand, Big Benches. And I started it in 2016. It was uh, really just a way because I, I took to the bench press so early on just because with my, my stature, my structure, um, just bench press came easy to me. And I just got the concepts down and I love seeing it progress and got into multiply lifting and um, man, what a rush that is. I'm sure anyone that gets into uh, equipped lifting, it's, it's a whole different ballgame um, in terms of the technique involved. And that's what really started, um, you know, my, my love for the technical prowess of the, the bench press. Like, it's a very technical movement. You know, you don't think of you – know, outsiders might not think of powerlifting as a very technical sport, perhaps weightlifting, but um, it's just squat, bench, and deadlift, but there's so much to it than that. And there's so much that goes into a good bench press 
um, that I just, I really enjoyed sharing that information and then seeing people uh, take things away from that, what I was putting out, the videos, articles, and um, like I said, started that back in 2016 and been doing that the past four years and seeing the, the online coaching grow and I've been able to, to get out and do bench clinics and things like that and do some traveling. So it's been a good ride. I love what I do. So definitely blessed there. Man, I have to say, I, 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 Rebecca's probably going to say that she told me about your, uh, your Instagram <laughs> and stuff like that. And I st somehow at some point stumbled across your, uh, your Instagram page and it's just like, wow, man, this guy's got like tons of good information because like you said, bench is very technical and there's benching and then there's levels. There's, there's different things you need to work on technically. There's weaknesses and certain muscles that need to be brought up. So the bench is a whole different rabbit hole of, of knowledge and information. And I found your site. And I was like, man, there's so much good information here. So kind of like, uh, you know, obviously you gravitated towards the bench press and stuff like that. Uh, so four years now you've been doing this? Uh, well, that's when I started the, the business side of things. Yeah. Um, but I... Did my first competition in 2013. So I've been competing since then, training for a longer period of time, but really focusing on powerlifting since 2013. Okay, let's go down, let's go down this, uh, this road a little bit. Let's talk competition and let's talk you competition and then we'll change it up in, in a little bit. Um, approximately, would you say how many meets have you done and like what's some of your best lifts and some of your highlights of competing? I'm sure you've got a long uh, resume of things, but what's a few things that kind of jump out at you? Um, I'd say the first three, four years, it was predominantly uh, just raw lifting, kind of getting a feel for the, the sport, just enjoying going to meets and um, started interning at Gaglio and Strength out in Long Island where I live now and um, was able to train with an awesome crew. I mean, we it, it felt like as close to Westside Barbell as you could get. Like those guys, we were all super serious, um, just it, real – cool mix of personalities and I, I just I love those training sessions I always have great memories from them and um, I just I really got like fell head over heels for the sport um, really enjoyed competing and uh, then I switched over to after seeing some of those guys compete multiply uh, procured my interest a bit uh, started working in a bench shirt um, like I said just took to that really loved it worked great for my structure because I don't I, I've, people haven't seen me bench. I got a very short bench stroke. Mm. It's, it doesn't travel far. So it worked really well for the bench shirt. And I, I just, I seen really good progress with that. My first, uh, I, I really couldn't tell you how many meets I've done. Um, I totally lost count of that, but, uh, my first ever shirted bench meet, I competed bench only. That was, I believe that was 2016 sometime in the summer. And, I hit a 460 pound, it was a single ply bench. And since then, um, going back to last September was the last bench only meet I did. Uh, I was able to get up to a 820 pound bench and that actually felt very smooth. That was, I'd have to say that, that three for three meet I did um, last September, by far best bench meet I've had. Everything felt awesome. It was all clicking that day. Um, probably could have gone a little heavier, but Literally, I went into that meet with the expectation that I'd be happy getting 735. Um, and then I had a great session beforehand, and um, it was only a third time I've handled 800 pounds. And uh, just, it was so light. I did a lot of back training, upper back training that summer. Um, pinpoint that as a huge weakness. 
just really hammered the upper back training and it paid off huge. I gained uh, 90 pounds to my bench in that period of time, which, you know, for someone with some training experience, it's very hard to make any type of progress like that. Um, but you know, it just goes to show you, you're only one weak link away from making huge progress on any lift. That's awesome, man. I had that down for, for one of the things to talk about. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go into in, talk a little bit about, uh, about the gear and training. So uh, started with classic, which you know most people, when they come into benching and, and competing and stuff like that and training, it's classic. Uh, next step, which is what I do a little bit of basically, is just the single ply. And now you're doing basically multiply. So let's, let's talk a little bit like what's the big difference between multiply and say single ply for somebody who has no idea what they're talking about when it comes to equipment. So uh, single ply, I see it as, I don't see a ton of difference, but the major difference being um, it's much easier to work with, especially starting out. Um, the shirts tend to stretch a little bit uh, easier for you. You're going to have less of a hard time getting down to chest level. Uh, the biggest thing for those coming into multiply is they can't start with too tight of an equipment because the tighter your equipment, the more advanced your equipment, in terms of how it's fitting and everything, um, it demands more technique, which is something you don't learn right away till you do it for a while. First time I started benching in a single ply shirt, even I've had plenty of barbells just come screaming towards my face, like anyone. It's kind of like a welcome to the club moment, um, and that I'd say is the the major difference. I mean, it's still it's a bench shirt at the end of the day, but it's much friendlier to work with. It'll stretch easier for you. Uh, I'd recommend that those starting out, it'd be a good idea to start single ply. But my general recommendations for anyone is um, don't obsess too much over what piece of equipment you get. There's a lot of manufacturers. Just get something and you will learn to work with it. Um, and hopefully you have someone to help you out. Because I, I had people helping me out, but I, majority of the time I spent training in my basement um, with some good buddies that come by uh, this was long ago. This was before, um, you know, I, I got involved with uh, interning and, at the gyms and stuff. And um, yeah, it's it, it was a, it was a hard road. It was a lot of learned lessons. Barbells coming towards your face. Um, you just you pick it up slow. You follow people. You get uh, get advice, and hopefully, you have a good coach on your side too to uh, to help you weather that. Yeah, definitely equipped. I mean, um, like I said, barbells going to the face. I've had a couple that came pretty close and it happened as well. And man, <laughs> don't, want it to meet. don't want that to happen to me. When it goes, it goes fast. Uh, before we go, go any further, uh, let's give a, a nice little shout out to John. You said John Gaglioni. So I've, I've known John now for a few years as well. Somewhere along the way, I met him, started, I think, and started reading his articles on T Nation and stuff. And that guy's a wealth of knowledge and the transformation that he's pulled off recently. He is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty incredible. Um, I think it was only like three years ago, um, three, four years ago, we were about, it's at 100 pounds apart, uh, me on the lighter scale, him on the heavier scale. And now today, uh, I think where his current body weight is at, we're about 50 pounds apart, me on the high end and him on the low end. Just total swing there. But yeah, he's, he's made some incredible progress with that. And you know, I know that was something that he struggled with uh, early on at first, but then, um, you know, he just, you could see him making all these really cool lifestyle switches and um, just, just totally um, the discipline with it just changed and he just, you could see the progress. Um, it was just like every time you saw him every week, 
He was lighter and lighter. Uh, you see, he's got abs now, so completely different person. He's got bricks, man. Like you'll see anybody like who's powerlifting, and if, if a powerlifter, you know, they they gain a lot of size, they gain a lot of overall girth, if you want to call it, and they kind of lose their their any look at all. And then when they trim down, their their development looks different, and like their abs look different. He has bricks. He literally has like bricks for abs which is crazy for a guy who has been that size right so yeah it's yeah. just incredible to see his progress and so you kind of like started out under him and under his gym and then kind of yeah. went on your own so um i guess they said my first uh, powerlifting mentor if you want to call it that uh was when i i went to my third powerlifting meet it was rps meet who i've been um you know very tight to since um, like, you know, I go to all those meets, usually all of my lifters compete at RPS meets, um, set up boots and things with them. But I, that was my first RPS meet, third meet ever. And, um, I saw someone in the back, uh, an older man, and I'm very surprised because he lives in my town, that home where I live. And I have never talked to him, seen him. He had our high school baseball hat on. So I was like, I gotta like say something because I'm like the captain of the baseball team. <laughs> How do I not like go up and say, what, what are you doing with her hat? Um, and so I started talking with him and um, he's a really cool guy. And he had me come into the, uh, the high school weight room because he was helping out at the high school. And he was pretty much running like 5-3-1 when there's 5-3-1 with the, the team, um, all different sports teams. The kids that wanted to come in and lift, they'd come in. And um, so I, I really started helping out there and just, he's one of those, you know, the older powerlifting guys have just been in it so long and they just got this contagious fire for, for the sport and you just love to be around it. And you just learn so much from him. Uh, and then at the same time I was wanting to kind of go to strength conditioning route because I was kind of exploring the options out there. Uh, so I was interning at a, or applying to intern at a lot of, uh, strength facilities, uh, high school or uh, colleges, things like that. And one of the places I reached out to, uh, searched online, was uh, John's Gym. And uh, it was funny because I wanted to go there. And then at the same time, I, I got an offer that I got accepted to this other program that I really wanted to do as well. That was more strength conditioning route. And so uh, I didn't hear back from John quite yet. So I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I, I have this other offer right now, but I'd, I'd really love to uh, – you know, go work with you this summer. It was a summer internship, and um, he reached back to me, invited me out to a seminar, uh, no cost, just come out. And it was Donnie Thompson uh, doing a seminar at his gym. And uh, it just after that, I was like, I gotta be here. It was just one of those feelings. I gotta be here. What's going on here is what I, I really enjoy. Um, so I actually um, moved in with my girlfriend, who's my wife now. Um, lived with her for the summer, which was a big change for me. And uh, living in New York and Queens, and uh, commuting to the gym, I was there every day. And uh, yeah, just learned a ton there. Learned a ton there, and just the, the group of guys that I trained with at night. That's that's really where um, just I learned so much about the sport and multiply lifting things like that. It was uh, it was a really great experience. That's awesome, man. I mean, uh, Donnie's another guy that you know, dealing with injuries and learning things. I've reached out to him a few times and he is a wealth of knowledge as well. Oh, yeah. um, it's crazy. The knowledge. Yeah, that he's, that he's guy fantastic. yeah. It's wild. Man. It's, a, it's a good crew to grow up with. It's a good people to have uh, mentoring you and, and yeah. You in the right direction, <laughs> you know? yeah, we had a lot of great lifters and, um, you know, so everyone knows Larry there too. And I've 
got to spend some time around him a little bit. He was he was at the gym a bit, and um, yeah, I'd talk about uh, a real freak lifter. Just the way he came out of nowhere and took three world records like that. That's <laughs> crazy. Cool. People work so hard for those. He just comes by, doesn't do their mind. <laughs> you get some. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. You get uh, some people who come in who put in hard work, good training. They do everything right, and then you get some people come in. They do all that stuff as well, and they're just they're just freaks. There are just certain yeah. people that are just the, the mutants of mutants. You know. Yeah, I think uh, you know he's one of those guys. He wanted to play NFL. He could have played NFL. You know, I think a lot of the the people who play those professional sports, if they power lifted. I think we'd all be in trouble there too. <laughs> I follow, uh, I don't follow a lot of sports anymore, but I used to follow a lot of like, you know, a lot of football and a lot of baseball. And, you know, you see freaks like uh, Bo Jackson and Herschel Walker, yeah. just these guys. And just, you can imagine if they actually did any real powerlifting or barbell training that they, they would just dominate. Oh, crush it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Let's go. Uh, let's go in a different route. Let's talk. Let's call coaching for a little bit. Um, let's say somebody starts with you and, uh, they want to improve their bench. Okay. Step one, what, what do you start with? Do you do any type of assessment? Do you like uh, look at their uh, training program? Do you look at their lifting? Is there anything you kind of start with or, you know, what do yeah, you So I, I have, um, you know, an, an intake form, if you want to call it that a little questionnaire that gives me some background knowledge on them, you know, like what their training experience is, what programs they've done in the past and what they tried to do with their training, um, what they're looking to do with their training um, just getting as much information on where they're coming from, what their training experiences is, just like wh what's this, what's going on with this person, and then what can I, where do I start them? You know, because I could have someone who barely benching two twenty five, and uh, I could have someone that's four hundred plus and needs a little more advanced technique or can handle more volume, something like that. So. Uh, yeah, it all starts with that that questionnaire, and then I kind of just I'll start them off where you know where appropriate. That makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Um, you know, every person you work with is going to be very individual for sure. Do you, after coaching the the amount of lifters that you have and the people that you have, like, is there any let's say any common things like you talked earlier when me and you when you were chatting about like upper back development, right? Getting your upper back strong. You know, is let, let's talk um, weakness for a second. Is there any common areas of weakness that you see in people when it comes to bench pressing? Like, you know, is there anything that like jumps out like that oftentimes just by working on this, it's going to carry over and make your bench stronger? Yeah. So I think um, one of the biggest things is, especially for raw lifters, pausing, spending more time down at chest level because I'd say 90% of the people that come in, uh, they have poor habits with actually pausing their benching. And it's something that I find can definitely hinder them getting to where they want to go, at least in competition. And you'll see this big discrepancy between what they do as their gym PR and what they do as their competition PR. And I always say, I want to change that model to you're always going to do better at the competition. Mm. But it starts with developing the pausing. You know, you have to be down there. You have to, wait until that bar becomes motionless you have to be able to steady it so that's where the upper back development certainly helps um, usually if anyone struggles off the chest first thing I'm going to look at is spending more time down there with what we're doing um, developing the back strength because if uh, you can develop a strong back and you have the technique to go along with it that's an important component because you can have the strongest back in the world but if you don't use it right it's not really helping you so those two things have to go hand in hand. And I'd say um, 
that would be the thing that stands out the most is uh, getting that technique to go along with what's happening in the bottom of the bench press because holding that pause, you know, there's everything wants to kind of unravel on you at the bottom. It's really easy to sink that bar, not have enough leg drive to continue to keep your chest up, to have the strength in your back to actually do what you need to do in terms of pulling the shoulder blades down to the hip. So that, that stands out is like one of the biggest things to me. Well, it's so, so technical. I mean, I've watched so many of your videos and stuff and it's just, it's crazy that the technique that goes on. And like you said, there's so many, so many parts. And like, if one of those parts uh, falls out of the linkage, falls out of the chain, then all of a sudden you're, you're losing power, you're losing technique and you're not as strong as you can be. Yeah. So um, the way I coach bench press would be breaking it down to three different phases. And that's kind of how I attack my bench clinics. I, I treat it as this is the setup phase. The setup phase is everything that goes into uh, preparing yourself to take that weight out. Um, and that's probably where you get like 80% of your success on the bench press is you have to have that dialed in. Um, I always like to use the phrase, prepare yourself for the weight. Don't let the weight prepare you. Um, too many people get that weight out and they're like, oh shit, it's heavy. Try to tighten up with it, but it's too late. Mm. Um, the setup, you need to be in a position where you could have someone drop max effort in your hands and you're, you're fine. Uh, you just take it and you can, you can go. So the setup's huge. Then you go into the takeout phase, which I think is um, not looked at quite enough. And the thing is with multiply, it's awesome when lifters can go a quick route because you learn all this stuff because you have to. You realize how important all this stuff is when you work in equipment. Um, whereas raw, you can kind of cheat it in ways. You know, you don't really realize how important it is because you're not working quite max effort all the time. But the takeout phase is, is critical because – if you can have the best setup in the world, you get the bar out, but you pull your shoulders out of position or anything of that, you, you lose the back tightness. I mean, your setup was for not. So everything that goes on between getting that barbell out to where it needs to be to start the lift, that's all super important as well. And then I'd say the easiest part of those three phases is the actual press itself. And that's just execute the bench. And really that just comes down to Am I touching the right spot? Um, you know, am I holding back tightness in, in the bottom? Um, am I using the right bar path? You know, there's, there's things involved, but if you do everything right for the setup and the takeout, then those things kind of short themselves out. That's awesome, man. I've used the, your, your kind of like three-step approach uh, many times in, in uh, things I've written, uh, coaching in my gym, and just a good coach has the ability to break things down and make things simple and make something that's like replicatable and simple and something you're able to do over and over and not complicate the crap out of it. And that's one thing I love about the way you coach things is you have this way of making it very simple, very, very laid out very easily and, and easy to adapt and to understand, you know? Yeah. And uh, many people have said that, that um, they, they just gravitate to my content because they can understand it. Whereas yeah. uh, with others, I think the other thing is there's not, many people that do what I do in terms of just targeting one lift. All my social media content is on bench press. Um, you know, once you get involved in, you know, our team via, you know, our, our coaching program or our VIP membership, I, I have content on squat and deadlift as well, but everything that you'll see from following big benches is, is from bench press. I don't know if I've ever seen you coach or talk a deadlift or a squat. I don't think I ever have. No, you <laughs> <laughs> Definitely ain't the deadlift. I'm not a fan of the deadlift, but you know we'll we'll get our listers right with that. 
So it's funny you say that because like uh, I've coached a good few people over the years and it seems to be a common tendency, not always, but seems to be that people who are good benchers are not, not often good deadlifters. You feel yeah. the same way? Do you see like a common uh, there kind of? Yeah. And what I think is the biggest thing for that is, so the deadlift starts where it starts. I mean, you can't elevate it. It's, it's, it's not, if you have long arms, you are set up to deadlift really well because you don't have to overcome being at such a disadvantage. You know, if like, I measure myself up with anyone, like I, I always do this just to show them because it helps me a shit ton with the bench press. But in terms of the deadlift, uh, you look at my arm length compared to someone else, even just my hand, um, a much smaller structure. So for me, it's always like um, in a deficit deadlift is what it feels like. It feels like it's a long ways down where others can really take advantage of their uh, positioning. And it's almost like they can just stand straight up with it. Whereas for me, I actually have to kind of pull myself into that good position before I feel like I can just stand up with it. And that's the case with most people. Is, um, you see a lot of people with shorter arms, shorter bench stroke. They're usually a little bit more successful with the bench press. Um, but transferring that over to the deadlift, that's a whole other story. Um, for example, like my last uh, full power meet was December. If you took deadlift out of the equation, then I won the meet. After <laughs> <laughs> in deadlift, I come in fifth place. <laughs> that, that's got to give you some bragging rights on social media somewhere. If I took deadlifts out of the meet, I would have won. <laughs> I was up 25 pounds. <laughs> oh, man. This is why we have bench comps, right? You know, yep. uh, When it comes to benching and, and you started getting into benching and stuff like that, did you just kind of like – did you just feel like that this was your thing that just like, Hey, this feels good. Did it just, did you catch yeah. on to it immediately almost? Well, it was actually at that uh, Donnie Thompson seminar that I gained a lot of confidence with it because we all went up to, you know, perform the lift and, and Donnie was uh, watching everyone. He was giving feedback to everyone. And I went up and he had nothing really to say. He was just, this looks really great. Kind of used me an example of how to arch and, um, that was kind of the common theme when I went to a lot of these seminars. We had Vinny DiZenzo uh, come into the gym, and he, same thing. Um, I was like, yeah, that looks really good. Keep it going. And, um, you know, anytime someone of those statures say those types of things, it just really fills you with confidence that you're doing something right. Um, so that's kind of where I just kind of gravitated to benching, and it was always something, like I said, I progressed on. I've stagnated at times for sure. There's a year I was stuck at a, a 315 raw bench for a year. Um, I had to figure some things out in the training, but um, I, I just, I took to that lift and I enjoyed showing other people what they can do to get their bench better. And that's kind of where I was always wanting to get into online coach. And that was always like my goal. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started big benches in uh, 2016. I was, I'm just going to start publishing as much content as I can on this and see where it goes. Man, you've done very well with it. Like, um, so I'm a, I'm a competitive three lift guy, um, bench, not my strong point bench, probably my weakest link. And that's when I kind of found your stuff was looking for good information on bench pressing because it's really hard to find good information. I mean, a couple of years ago, you know, there, everything was out there, but it wasn't really good. You've like done a really good job of like niching down and drilling down and focusing on the bench press. And like the variations and uh, accessory movements and you cover so much, right? So like, how do you like organize like your, your ideas and your content? Like, 
do you like have just like a big book where you write stuff down? Like what's, what's going on yeah, with you to keep um, your brain in check? So I actually uh, I got turned on to this uh, planner. It's called the Full Focus Planner. And I've been finding this year, uh, it's a Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. And I've been finding this past year, I, I got this thing um, January. It's really been helping me stay uh, on point with everything because, you know, just my, my day-to-day, I'm, I'm one of those people, I will space out, nothing gets done, I forget everything. Like, I'll, for, I'll forget people's names first time, you know, I'll never remember names again. I'm just so forgetful, and, and uh, so I, this planner is a total game changer for me, and I'm, like today, for example, is film prep, so I have a running list of ideas um, that pop into my head, and um, I'll, I'll add to it. I have these, these scheduled blocks where I'll just plan out content. And then today, for example, film prep is just me getting what I want to get done this week and filming, um, having that all written out and just writing the little nuances of points I want to get across and things like that. But um, it's always funny because I'll be coaching in the gym and someone does something. That's where you get the idea. Someone does something. And then I'm like, okay, hold on. And they're still at the bar. I'm like, hold on. I've run over. I got to get my phone and write that down. <laughs> Definitely, man. I've been like, I mean, my gym is closed as me and you're talking about and stuff. And I've been going through like almost like a, a creative slump of content because it's just like when you're not working with people, you don't got hands on, like the things you'll see and just be like, oh, like you said, I got to write this down or, oh, this is a good, a good thing to cover, you know? And I was just kind of like skimming through your Instagram before I came out and stuff like that. And you, you cover so many topics, you cover so much. Like, I don't think I've ever even remotely close to seeing a resource as much as yours for bench press and bench press knowledge, man. You've done an incredible job on that. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of people relate me to um, you know squat university mm. I think majority of their contents all squatting stuff so it's similar but different movement you've got to uh i don't know if you've got it in the works but you need to get a book out man you need a published book i collect books from signed authors and i'm like man that guy needs a book right i need a book signed by you to add my collection and it's uh, such a good good information you know like yeah that's been on the list um and i so i was originally i have an ebook just with some stuff in there and then I, I was going to redo the ebook yeah. and um, I was going to like label it like the, the 2.0 version and whatnot. And then I'm thinking to myself, this was last year and I was thinking to myself, man, I should just do a full book and just, I got a plan, but I want to get into it. There's so much stuff that I'd like to put into it. I don't want it to be overwhelming, but I wanted to have like a theme like, um, and I think this first one would be more just the technique involved with the bench, potentially have one of our programs in there as well. And um, yeah, definitely something that I considered and, and actually have it in my planner to yeah. uh, start planning that all out. So You should, man. I'm sure you could like do an intro book of like, you know, nothing too big, but I'm sure if you were, what you would want would be, you know, yeah. bench encyclopedia, right? You know? <laughs> a lot I'd like to do it, but yeah, I would like it to be um, not very intimidating, but you know, enough content that it's a substantial book, Yeah, uh, but more of that, that intro base. Yeah, sure. That's awesome, man. You've got the, the best resources on benching by far. Um, so when it comes to your social media and stuff like that, and then basically, you, like you said, you also do workshops. So let's talk about a little bit about, about your workshops. I know you were planning to come up here and sadly that fell through. Let's talk a bit about like, um, you know, some of the places you've done workshops, what you do at your workshops, like what's involved with them. Yeah, so uh, we, I, I've pretty much been traveling around now. It was, it was a great stretch uh, before all this happened. Um, went out to North Dakota, 
uh, went um, to uh, went to, to Texas. That was a coach of meat, but uh, we had a very successful one in Santa Cruz, California, and um, you know it, it, that was our the most people came out to that. There was, there was twenty plus for that one, so it's nice to see them growing. The first one I ever did was six seven people. You know, I had a, a gym that um, someone I was coaching owned. But uh, it just kind of been taking off each year. It's getting a little bit bigger and bigger. And what we cover there is same type of thing. It's just, uh, you know, a very heavy bench technique. And we've been doing a lot of hands-on work because the thing is I can always, you know, as much as I love the online space, when you're there with someone in person, I mean, you can analyze everything super quick, just show everyone just what to do, be hands-on. And um, that – makes such a huge difference for, for everyone that can attend it because um, the online space, well, I think I do a good job of getting those same topics across. It takes more time. And uh, the bench clinics have just been an awesome way to impact more people. I luckily, I really enjoy traveling. It's, it's mm -hmm. something that I've never really done much of. So when I can get out to anywhere else and meet new people and experience a different place, uh, I really enjoy that because uh, I know for some just the, the idea of driving and being on the road and airplanes and no one likes that. Uh, I really enjoy that. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy meeting new people that follow me like, uh, in California, I had no idea, you know, we were going to get that kind of turnout. Um, I was driving and I was like, this is just mountains here. I was like, where's the people <laughs> but, you know, they were driving two plus hours like, to come out to the event. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. I had, but, uh, Dr. Michael Mashon uh, last week, and he was talking about the workshops he does and how he did. He's done like 20 workshops. So his goal is to do 20 workshops in 2020, and he, and he was basically saying how much he loves the workshops and being able to travel and meet people and do what you love. It's kind of a very cool thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I've never, I, I never liked being a presenter. You know, I've I've always been very shy. It wasn't until I started really intern at some of the gyms too that I kind of broke out of that and and really had no problem just interacting with people. But, um, you know, I to think that I would be up there, like, presenting for all these people. That thought would have never crossed my mind eight, ten years ago. So um, it's just nice to see that progression, too, and um, to be able to impact these people in a positive way because many reach out to me after and, you know, say, hey, I hit this great bench PR. I really want to thank you. And, you know, I, I keep um, – I keep an album on my phone, a photo album, just dedicated. I take these screenshots of these things, like whether it's a nice uh, comment on YouTube or you know, anything that's, that's, that's uh, very nice and it uplifts me and whatnot, and I call it a feel-good album. That's and awesome. I take, yeah, I take all these uh, screenshots, I throw it into the feel-good album, and if you're ever feeling like low on motivation or you know, like you're in a rut, it's nice to kind of just go through and see all these people that you've impacted. So that's something that I, I recently started doing too. That's awesome, man. It's a really good idea. Like, um, I've got similar things basically from like over the years and, you know, you see people post on social media, they send you a text or whatever else. And like you said, man, it is, it's a good thing. Like sometimes when I'm cleaning up my computer and just getting rid of stuff and I'll find a whole bunch and be like, Oh no, they got to stay. They got to be kept. Cause it makes you feel great, man. It makes you feel awesome as a coach. You know, you've helped people and, and made an impact with them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Were you a shy kid? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. When I was younger, uh, going through school, I was kind of, I guess I was kind of a, a class clown, but, you know, I, I felt like that was the only way, um, you know, I could, I could interact 
with everyone like that. You know what I mean? And I was just, I was, I was a very shy kid. I, I never um, gravitated to any speaking things. I hated class presentations. Just, you know, so that, that's why the thought of me actually getting up there and, and teaching people like that, um, you know, I, I still will get nervous for those types of things. But then when I get to the venue, it's like with lifting. You'd be surprised still when people ask me, you ever get nervous for your lifts? I barely can eat in the morning. I am a ball of jitters. <laughs> like, I can't even sleep the night before. I think last meet, I didn't sleep all night, just about. Um, you know, so I wake up, still nervous, can't really eat. Once I get to the venue, it's just like go time. Like everything, it just all goes away. I get my hand on the iron, mm. you know, I get in front of everyone. It's just just go time and I, and I love it so let's go let's explore this one a little bit um so let's say um you're getting ready for lift you're uh, a minute out from the platform before you know bars loaded and you're getting ready to go are you are you a calm lifter are you do you change your states at all do you have like you know what goes through your mind you're going up to the barbell first uh, i am super calm and relaxed um when i'm Lifting, I'm very focused, so I don't, I don't really like to chat. Is you know, like a minute before my lift, if I'm going to be up, I, I don't really like to chat or do any of that. But immediately after the lift, and just you know, if I'm, my my name's not on on deck or in the hole, or whatever, um, you know, I'm usually just joking around with everyone. I, and the the meet I hit the 820 was by far my best bench meet. I was also coaching three lifters that day. Mm. Um, that's something I recommend. But um, I would like do my lift. And then I'd have to kind of pay attention to when they're going. I'd run up on the platform. You know, I'd either like kneel by, near next to them and cue them and things like that. But I was out there running on the platform up and down. And um, then I'll just, my lift comes up and I'm just, I stop talking. And I, you know, chalk up and I'm out there. But yeah, I'm very, very calm. I don't headbang. I don't smack the weights. You know, it's, it's uh, nose torque. Don't really use that too much. Uh, just kind of do my thing. Do you think uh, bench press, uh, let's talk three lift and bench. Do you think bench press compared to three lift is a, is a calmer lift? Uh, well, it, it should be, I think, because you really have to focus on the technique involved with it. Um, you don't, the big thing is with every meet, I tell everyone, don't rush the setup. Because um, like I said, it's 80% of your success on the bench. A lot of lifters I find, they get so amped up that they rush through it mm -hmm. and or um, they feel rushed because maybe they still have to get their wrist wraps on. But that 60-second clock, you, you have all 60 seconds. So when they call your name, I don't know if it's, if it's different, how you That's compete and everything. But yeah. yeah, so 60-second clock, you have plenty of time. Plenty of time. Don't rush it. Don't feel rushed. You know, get, get ready to go up there and, and use that time on the setup. Make sure it's perfect. Like, never take that bar out. If you don't feel fully confident in that setup, you're just creating the tightness you have. You know, if, if I feel like my hip's starting to cramp and I, I know I still have time, I'll just reset up again. You know, I'm not going to rush that because that's everything. One of the things that I liked about your um, style of coaching and your videos is how you use words when you're coaching or explaining things. And I think like verbal cueing uh, goes a long way. So something as simple as basically saying, you know, uh, when you just said, you know, take your time, you know, like, and you said it in a very calm 
calm voice and stuff like that. And if a coach is handling you at a competition and, and helping you, and if the coach is nervous or if the coach is ampy or whatever else, then the lifter is probably going to be a little more stressed out. But having that calmness to your voice and saying the right things goes a long way to make somebody better. Yeah. So I, the, one of the best examples of that is knee wrapping because there's that, such a timing element with knee wraps and you don't want to leave someone in too long or have them, you know, um, rushing up to the platform with them on. So there's a the big timing element to that. And sometimes there's scenarios pop up where you might not hear them calling a name and all of a sudden they're on deck and you're scrambling. Like in your head, you're like, oh, shit. And, but you want them to remain as calm as possible. So, yeah, any time that I am, um, you know, helping someone out, I try to remain as, as calm as I can. You know, I want to portray what their uh, demeanor should be like. You know, so if I'm, I'm rapping, I'm, I'm still telling them, I'm, I'm rushing, I'm hauling ass, but I'm telling them, you got time, don't worry about it, you know, while I'm doing it. You know, so you, the last thing you want to do is rush anything. Yeah, it's good, man. Like, I'll, I'll definitely take a few points from uh, taking a few points from the, the way that you coach and the way that you use words and, and cue people and stuff. It's very important. Like, most lifters go up and you know they're they're nervous and they're they're freaked out and they're under pressure and they're under stress. And sometimes that calm, cool, collected voice with the right words can make a, a big difference in somebody getting a lift and not getting a lift. It goes a long way, and it's a part of coaching. I think that uh, more coaches should work on. Is it's you know it's there's an art to that. There's a Something about that that can make a big difference when it comes to somebody making an attempt, you know. Yeah, and it goes the other way as well. Like sometimes um, lifters need a little more amping up, or you know, there's there's some who kind of just need to be left alone to to do their thing. There's some that need to just hear the right phrase, like it's fine, it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone's just so different. It, are, you, that's are you a music guy when you're getting ready to go? Or are you a music guy, or are you like just do your doing your own thing? Oh, no. No music. No music. Yeah. No. Um, I uh, I like to just take in what's going on. I like to hear people getting cold. Um, RPS does an awesome job of, of having music. I really like playing. You know, it's all that old school uh, heavy metal kind of thing, um, old classic rock song stuff. So uh, I just like kind of being in that atmosphere, uh, hearing everything that's going off. Um, I, I last thing I want to do is throw on my Bose headphones and be isolated from it all. I want to be like I'm in the moment there. So that's how I am. It's an experience. I'm sure anybody listening to this, maybe right now, especially, I, I don't know about you, but I miss that vibe. I miss that energy. I miss the, you know, hearing the, the MC and hearing the, the plates getting loaded and hearing mm -hmm. the, the calls, the commands. It's such a crazy experience, right? Yeah, um, it's like uh, I am isolated in my own head somewhat. So it's I don't need the Bose headphones. It's just when you're focused, it's like you don't even really register some of those things. But it's just I wanna I wanna not I wanna be able to hear things and all that stuff going on. Like you said, I wanna have that that feedback. But um, I'm very focused on on what's happening. So it's like it's almost like you don't hear it. like you hear sports players talk about. It, they don't even realize the crowd is there type of thing, and that's along the same lines you're in tune with, with what's going on right um yeah it's such a fun thing if anybody's listening to this I'm, uh, you know i'm sure we we feel your pain as well we're, we're missing competitions and hopefully oh. that first competition we all get back will appreciate the this the smells and the sounds that much more you know yeah, there was uh there was actually competition last weekend i don't know where but I, out here in, um in the states it's all everyone's opening at different times oh so yeah I, 
there was actually a meet going on last weekend. No way. Uh, yeah, so um, he's one of the lifters in our, our VIP membership. He was, he was emailing me, telling me how the meet went and everything. Um, so there's already meets happening <laughs> later. <laughs> I see one over in, uh, I think I saw one over in Russia. I mean, they're, they're a crazy bunch over there, but I saw a competition in Russia on that as well. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your VIP membership. I know you've got like a, a private membership group basically for coaching. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, I run that on Facebook groups. Um, I've considered bringing it to other platforms. I think Patreon's a, a big one now, but, um, it's just everyone's on Facebook anyway. So yeah. if you have a Facebook account, you know, it's, uh, it's very easy to be engaged there. But, um, yeah, it's a VIP membership group. It's less than 10 bucks a month, nine nine nine, uh, reoccurring cool. membership. And, uh, what I offer on there is I give video critiques. It's, it's not as in depth as when I do my full coaching because I use apps for that. I use a coach now app and train heroic. I use both those apps for our, our full coaching athletes. Um, but I will offer, you know, just via like messenger and things. I'll be like, Hey, you should think about working on this and I'll send video links and whatnot. Uh, that's where I post content on squats and deadlifts as well. So, uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I try to put out a video, um, for everyone in, in the group. We did some really cool things this past month. So we'll run contests and things like that. Uh, we did an arms challenge where we train arms every day of the month in April. And the average gain uh, was like three-fourths inch. That's awesome. Arms. And the winner had over an inch gain. Man. Um, and we did a home workout contest. That was fun. Uh, anyone that follows me might have saw on our Instagram stories. I've been having everyone vote for who they wanted to win. That's and awesome. um, it was just like ways to get creative at home. Uh, someone, you know, whether it's building the bench or coming up with this cool workout and a uh, popular one was um, you know, loading up the kids on the back and doing push-ups. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We had we had a good time with that. It's got to be fun. We do a lot of great stuff on there. That's awesome, man. It's got to be fun. Hey, if it's not fun, we probably won't stick with it. Clients won't stick with it. It's it's, it's got to still yeah. be fun, man. You know. Yeah, that's that's a a, a big thing. There is um, even just keeping things fresh, not letting things get stale. I think. You know, if, if you ask me, like, what kind of programming I use, I use all kinds of programming. You know, it, it really depends on the person. And I'm constantly varying things, you know, based on what they say. We do weekly check-ins. Um, every time they finish a workout, they post it. and So I'm getting daily interactions with them as well and uh, always writing down in that planner, you know, hey, make this modification for this person. So um, just – and I'll even get their feedback. Hey, you want to try something? different you know want to try adding this exercise you know it's a very back and forth experience i want to work with someone not just tell them what to do so that's awesome man that's good coaching man you know like that's that's it i mean that's one of the things that was drawn to me about your information was it wasn't just bench press information but it was also good good coaching and, and that goes a long way and somebody can have a ton of knowledge but if you don't know how to put it out there for the, the person you're working with and helping then it's not going to work the same way you know and yeah. um, it was something i was going to ask you um i had a whole bunch of notes and i can't remember now uh oh me. yeah no huh that's what happens to me i'm the same way <laughs> write it down it's not happening um you've worked obviously with lots of people let's say with your clients that you work with now between like your online clients and your vip coaching group what percentage of them are women uh i have to say 
that'd be a good statistic to check out. I'd, I'd say maybe like 20%. I want to say a little less than a quarter. It's still predominantly male. Um, it might even be higher. It might be about a quarter. Okay. About a quarter of female. Is there, if you're coaching women, uh, I coach like probably 75% uh, women. Is there anything like that you've seen different working with women, let's say in the bench press? Like, is there anything you'd like? Yeah. You've seen? So um, usually more intensity. Uh, so I don't, I feel like the working at more submax uh, efforts uh, for volume doesn't work quite as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely like to see more intensity. I've been seeing that trend and then just more frequency too. Just typically they recover a lot quicker for yeah. upper body work. So I like to see more volume in, in, in like dumbbell work and accessory work, but higher intensity on the bench press. I'd say that's the, the big major change. I'll usually have them benching more often, you know, whether I, I tack it on as, a, as an extra day or it's in the deadlift work or a squat day or something. They're, they're usually benching more. That's awesome. No, I agree completely, man. It seems like you can, women can recover faster. They can, ha they can train at a higher intensity. They don't get trashed the same way. Guys go too heavy. They're, they're going to be days before they recover. Girls are almost like women. They're like the next day, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm fresh and good to go. It's crazy yeah. the difference in response, right? You know, um, so in your own training now and stuff like that, like um, where you can't go as heavy, like you were saying, basically that your your wife does lift offs for you and stuff, and you're kind of limited. What are you doing in your own training now to keep things kind of fun and keep them a little bit varied? Uh, well, the biggest thing for me was uh, giving up the reins of my my training. So I actually work with a coach as well, um, and uh, Jamie Mata uh, from Fairhaven Powerlifting in uh, Vermont and he was actually the first person to work with me in a bench shirt really I, I went to one of the seminars and I uh, had a single ply rage uh, rage uh, what is it the uh, phenom I had a single mm -hmm. ply phenom and um, he ate 315 on the bar and he just showed me what to do how to groove it a bit we didn't actually touch just came down a little bit and learned the shirt and um you know, I've always been in contact with him for, for years and years. And uh, I was at the point where it's just you, you focus so much on getting your athletes ready and, and doing things for them that it's like I kind of think of my training last kind of on the back burner. Like even trying to get sessions done here, it's, it's tough when you're alone, um, getting motivated to do that. So I didn't want to have to worry about what I'm doing as well. Um, I wanted to kind of give up the reins of what I'm doing and have someone program in something. So that's just been huge help for me. I can just focus on being the athlete. And that's what I tell people that come into our program too, is when you give up those reins and just let someone you know, program for you and take a look at your videos and stuff, it's a world of difference. You can just focus on going to the gym. This is your plan. Get it done. And just because training intensity, um, there's one thing that I can instill in everyone. It's you get more out of, training intently than you do what program you're using you know what kind of volume you're doing bring effort to whatever you're doing and that's gonna be your biggest payoff so it's nice when i can just see that plan and go in and do it that's awesome man i think kind of like uh, right now we have so much information and so much knowledge at, at our fingertips and so many people and so much just you know, you could go on Google, or go on Instagram, and you 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 can you can reach out and, and find information from a hundred or a thousand different people and coaching and stuff. But like you said, you know, you go back 30, 40, 50 years, there was none of that, man. There was like being present in what you're doing, 
giving your absolute best on what you're doing. And, and like you said, putting in the effort and, and that's going to go a long way, you know? Absolutely. I hear stories of that all the time. Um, just, just going to the gym, they work up heavy for the day and, and that's it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's really how intent you are with your training. Awesome. And a lot of people just don't train tough enough. Like this, that's just kind of the, the truth of it. You got to be real with yourself and, um, can I bring more effort to what I'm doing when I'm in the gym? And usually it's a yes. So uh, that's, that's one of the biggest things. There's a great quote from a friend of mine, Martin Rooney, one of my mentors, a really, really good friend, incredible coach, and basically said, you know, uh, what's the most important workout? You know, and everybody's always thinking ahead of like next week and this and that. And he's like, the most important workout is the one you're doing right now. You can't control tomorrow. You can't control yesterday. The most important workout is the one that you've got in front of you today. So make the most of this workout. And yeah, that's always awesome. stuck with me. So it's great to see that you have that kind of like, you know, same mindset, right? What's, uh, what's next for you, man? Like hopefully this lockdown thing will end and you can get back to doing what you do. And yeah, it's, uh, it's been a big change for me. Um, cause I, I love kind of being out there on the road and doing that whole deal. So, um, just kind of being confined at home, really, it's, uh, been a big change for all of us. But once this all ends, uh, we have bench clinics, you know, coming up, um, the back end here of hopefully when the lockdown lifts and hopefully I can get some more scheduled and uh, just keep continue to do that and, and kick an ass and hopefully write that book, right? Yeah, man. Uh, and before we finish up too, I want to say thank you to you as well because there's been a few times where I've had issues with my bench press and uh, equipped and classic and you know sent you a message and you're always great to deal with you're always so helpful and fantastic and stuff and i've sent everybody i could your way because it's just it's it's great of you to do that man so i just want to say thank you and i really appreciate it man yeah no uh, i appreciate you reaching out and like I, I hope you know everyone feels like they can um approach me you know because i know especially um just reaching out to people sometimes it's like a little intimidating you don't know how they're going to respond and stuff but, you know, I just I try to always act gracious and give as much help as I can. And, um, you know, there was, it was really cool this past week. There was uh, a rock. I don't know if you uh, mm. follow the rock on Instagram. Yeah. But he, uh, he was posting something where he actually he made a fan feel bad. Uh, it, was a, it was a really cool story. You got to check it out if you haven't. But he went on about how he just felt so bad about himself because this fan, um, this family, they were all like, um, working up the confidence to come over to talk to him at the table. And they didn't want to bother him. They were so gracious. They were like, hey, Rock, can you get a picture with you? We're really, really sorry. And then the way he responded, it was just kind of a, a split-jerk reaction. He kind of like, you know, went, all right, you know, that type of thing. And uh, they just felt so down. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, took the photo, but they just felt bad about it. And then he realized it was it was a bad experience for them and, um, you know, I, I always draw back on that now. I just, I love that story because it's like anyone that comes in contact with me, I want them to feel good about like their experience with me because it, it goes a long way. If I, if I was just like, hey, just check this out and didn't offer much, um, you know, it's not a good experience. They're not going to want to reach out to me and get help from me again or recommend me to anyone. Um, so I always want everyone that reaches out to me to have a positive experience to uh, treat everyone like we're, we're friends, which we are. So uh, that's that's really important to me is how I uh, treat people like that. And you do a great job of it. I mean, from the, the, the times that we've contacted and stuff like that, and just you've always been very helpful. And, 
you know, it's obvious that you're, you're good at what you do and you love what you do, man. And uh, hopefully this will be the, the first of, of many chats. I'm sure we could like, we could probably chat for an hour on just benching alone, uh, training for benching. There's so many different avenues, yeah. so many things that we could talk about, right? Uh, but before we finish up, man, I just want to say, like, is there anything you want to add to this podcast? Is there anything you want to say to anybody out there listening? Uh, yeah, so I, if you want to uh, give me a follow, you can obviously check out our YouTube channel, Big Benches. Yeah, our content goes back about four years now. Been a little over four years, been putting out videos on benching. So there's a ton to shift through, and I'm putting out um, playlists now in which I kind of reorganize everything in the YouTube, and I'm putting out playlists directed to certain problems. So I have uh, this, this string of like 15 videos associated with getting better back tightness or going to be um, working on your setup so i made it so that the youtube uh, really is organized so you can if you have an issue check out this playlist all those videos are going to help with that issue who helps uh, you with all your videos you do all this like pretty much yourself or like the wife helped you or you got like a no, team? I, well i um i have someone that films with me elvis and yeah. uh, he's awesome he comes over uh weekly we, we do a whole film session together and uh he edits everything so he really does all that that editing and, and filming stuff. Uh, he's very talented with that. And um, then I just post it. I just That's post awesome, it. Man. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. you know, taking everything that's going on in your brain and like, you know, uh, getting it out there and getting it on paper and getting it out into the internet and stuff. That's one thing. But like you said, it's not, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's a fair bit of work of like trying to keep things organized and trying to stay on top of it and just – it's, it's all day. It's all day, and it's it's tough to turn off sometimes. Definitely, so you have to strike that balance of, of giving yourself personal time, feeling okay doing that too, because you can get wrapped up in just like putting out content and helping people and coaching, and it's just it consumes your day. So um, it, it's like on anything, you really got to strike a balance and, and you know take your time to do your training and relax and things like that too. So. I think uh, the point you said about kind of like having your own coach and having somebody like take that away from you is a really good thing too. So I think mm -hmm. if you're, if you're a coach, oftentimes you can become your own worst enemy when it comes to your training and oh, yeah. you know, like you got to change gears of like you're coaching people and all of a sudden then you got to switch gears and try to, you know, coach yourself. And sometimes you're just better off. Just like I always tell people, get a coach, you know, take, get somebody to take that pressure and that, that thought process out of it so you can see things clearer and stuff, you know? Yeah, and it's like I don't, you don't have to give up all the reins. Like uh, I work with Jamie for a reason because if I wanted to try this or that or, you know, we, we can go back and forth together and um, come up with something. It doesn't feel like I'm just being told what to do. You mm -hmm. know, it's a very mutual effort. So you have to find the right person. It's like with anything. Yeah, man. It's a relationship when you work with somebody, right? It's mm -hmm. like I said, it's not just one-sided. Man, this has been awesome. I, I hope uh, you and your wife and stuff do great, man. I hopefully that when this all finishes up, that uh, we can get together at some point and hopefully get a bench session and you can awesome. tell me a few things and share a drink and have a chat and catch up on life. All right, everybody. Uh, if you want to check out Ben, I'll basically post up all of his uh, Coach Ben's information down below. Uh, but you can basically check him out at bigbenches.com. He's got an incredible YouTube channel. His Instagram is top-notch some of the best information you will get uh highly recommend him as a coach he's helped me tremendously i've, I've bought his book and i would buy more of his books if he would put them out, and, uh, <laughs> out with one. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome yeah, i really appreciate it but otherwise man i really appreciate you being here brother it's been great yeah, to thank you, and stuff, and i hope this is the first of many to come yeah absolutely thank you for having me on it's been a pleasure and uh yeah it was fun i'll definitely do it again 
Sounds great, man. Everybody stay strong. Uh, keep lifting heavyweights. Have fun. And we'll chat with you on the next one. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Powerlifting Podcast, and I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you did, please be sure to like, share, comment, and all of those wonderful things. If you want to find more information on the Powerlifting Podcast, you can check us out online at thepowerliftingpodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, and all of those other wonderful media sources. If you have any suggestions for us on who you would like to see on the show, you can send us a message, or you can also email us at powerliftingpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and thank you for your support.